Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sky Blue Fans TV. My name's Mark Smith. Uh, tonight, we'll be talking about the fantastic 1-0 win against Middlesbrough, our first home win of the season. And then later on, we'll be previewing the game against Bristol City on Tuesday night. Our podcast is sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern, Dylan's Brewery, CCFC Fan Store, CCFC Prince, Mr. Few Sky. And finally, Ivy Lucy Designs. Uh, tonight, we've got a couple of uh, guests from uh, from our end, Sky Blue End. We've got uh, Glenn Watkin, also known as Glenn Goran Eriksson. How are we doing, Glenn? Oh, I think you're on mute. Sorry, Mar- uh, sorry, Mark. I'm out of practice, so yeah, I thought I'd go for the yeah, Swedish touch in honour of Vic. Yeah, you failed the addition straight away, so that's that's very cool. <laughs> and then, then we've also got Mr. Neil Littlewood, uh, first time of this season. Neil, welcome to the show. How are we doing? Do you know what? After yesterday, I don't think anything can top it. Um, yeah. The, the, I know we'll get onto it, but the sheer relief at that final whistle, I generally, I, I think we all found it in the stadium at the time. So it's, it's made the thought of doing this a lot, lot better, put it that way. It's almost like it's like waiting for your exam results and hoping to get that that that, 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 that important grade to pass, and then you get the result and you passed it. And it's almost that it's almost that same feeling, and that's sort of how I felt as well. I was very very I was a bit of a nervous wreck uh, second half. But uh, let's go let's go to the game. Um, so before the start of the game, um, one change made obviously an enforced change. Gustavo Hamer being suspended. Casey Palmer coming in. Um, Neil. That was the sort of side you'd have picked if you was, if was Mark Robbins? Yeah, I think with what he had at his disposal, it, it, I think it's the side that most of us thought he was going to name. Um, obviously, you know, we, we know Leon Kelly's back on grass, but he, he probably wasn't ready for yesterday. Um, I know there was con- some concerns in the fan base that how Jamie Allen would do against Crooks, you know, because of sheer size and physicality. But um, genuinely, I, I, I think it... <laughs> A lot of us play the prediction game on FanHub. I think there's a lot of free points given away in commentary yesterday. Put it that way. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the team I'd have gone for as well. Um, going to the game itself, Glenn, was you was you sort of before the game started? Would you kind of optimistic we would win get our first win against Borough? Do you think it was a good time to play Borough? Would, would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to Miles at Dylan's and said I really don't care how we win. We just got to win, and if we yeah. win, we kick start the season. Again, really. And it had a kind of a first game of the season feel to it. I know it wasn't, but it was nice. The weather was nice. It was quite freaky weather for October. And it was yeah. like, people were actually quite positive, given the fact we hadn't actually won a game. And it was kind of almost a bit laughy-jokey, like it's the October the 1st and I haven't actually seen a Saturday home game yet. And people I haven't seen since like Huddersfield. I think it was the last mm. game I saw, uh, we, uh, we were at the CBS. Because um, obviously I missed Preston. Um, I think the interesting thing more was the Borough team. I mean, I looked at the Borough team and thinking, why is he left Isaiah Jones out? Why is he left yeah. Ryan Giles out? Why is he left Paddy McNear out? Why is he left Ryan Riley McGree out? And I'm thinking, mm. that's a bit weird, a weird team. And yeah, they. You, I mean, Neil said about Alan with Crooks, but I think 
Allen did a real good number on him because he yeah. didn't try and match up Crooks phys- physically. He just ratted him. He just—he was a nuisance. He was round under his feet, niggling at him, just popping the ball away. And yeah. Crooks was—that was bizarre how he played. I mean, he was—I well, know it's a bit later on in the game, but like 70, 80 minutes on, he's—he's he's sitting in front of their back four as like the playmaker. And I'm thinking he's a big lump. You want him in the box on the end of crosses, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I felt Wilder kind of. He almost give us the initiative because he kind of like, I don't want I don't want Cov to attack us, and I'm like, but our wing backs aren't probably aren't like not like wing backs we've had in the past, like Dabo on form or Todd Kane on form and Matson. I'm thinking Bidwell and Dabo aren't at that level, so yeah, it was a, it was a real strange team selection. So I, I was actually quite positive that Robbins went with Palmer. I had a bit of a weird feeling he might have gone Josh Eccles or something because he didn't play for the under twenty ones. So but yeah, I, yeah, I'm really quite happy with it. So um, what did you think of the team, Mark? Oh, I'd have gone for that team as well. I thought Casey Palmer would I'd have had him in the team as well. The only thing I'd have wasn't sure about was fitness, but I think bearing in mind we've just come off the international break, you'd have hoped he'd be fit. Um because I know he's had obviously injuries and, and problems with that. And I was thinking, well, if he's not gonna be fit for this game, when is he going to be fit? Because he hasn't unless he's He's picked up an injury training. He's got to be fit, surely. hundred percent. I, I know. I said to a couple of people during the international break. I think there was four under twenty under twenty one fixtures in international break. Um, three, maybe three. But the one things Robin had come out and said about Palmer was about his getting him match fit and not sharpness, etc. I didn't understand why he didn't play a minute of those games. You know, we 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 we've seen Hamer drop down and he's made a couple of appearances. I thought it would have been the perfect opportunity to get some minutes under his belt to kind of get him up the pace. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. It's turned out to be brilliant. You know, he, he played yesterday and for me was man of the match. So I, I guess that's why I'm sat here talking about it and, and Robbins does it Monday to Sunday, you know? If I, if I, he should have scored though, shouldn't he, Palmer, the first? Oh, he have two or three, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, the one he missed, the one he missed was was better. Was, he should score really. He should hit the target. No, um, but so. the thing I like about him is, I can see why he would rub other manager managers up the wrong way at clubs because he probably isn't the hardest worker. He has mm-hmm. got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, but I like that. There was that incident second half where he had a go with the Middlesbrough player, and the Middlesbrough player kept coming mm-hmm. over and shoving him, and he kept going back for more. And I thought he's quite cute and clever in that, and he's physical and. Oh, I saw signs. Man, yeah, I think you'd probably agree, Neil. When he came on against Birmingham, he looked just that little bit more clued up on the game and match sharp. And he's got a real good football brain. And he just, he just those little easy fouls, you know, where you just get your body in the way or mm. you just nick your nick in. And that's what I like. He, he um, he's, he's got a real good football game. And when he's fit, he will. I mean, that, that one he had second half where he's, he's tried to chip Stefan. I mean, I swore it was in, but it just went wide. But <laughs> I really do like him. But he's got to just temper it, temper, temper his temper, so to speak. That one he yeah. got booked for booting the ball away is stupid. But I generally do think the prospect of him, O'Hare, with Vic or Godden is really exciting for once everyone's 100%. And his physicality, he, like you say, he uses it cutely. He won a couple yesterday. Don't know if anyone's seen them at the Manchester Derby today and the penalty that was given for United at the end. Martial used his body really well, put a foot in where he knew he was going to get a foul job done. 
and 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 that's exactly what Casey Palmer does. He, he had a couple of those little turns yesterday, just a little drop of the shoulder, so cute. But for a guy of his size, you wouldn't think he'd be able to pull it off. And um, mm -hmm. he was throwing himself into tackles and blocks as well. And it, it was good to see, you know, like we've all touched on about his match fitness and sharpness. You wouldn't have thought looking at him yesterday that he was out injured for most of last season um, and it only played dribs and drabs this season. Yeah, I think I think there's something there about him. I think I think his physicality is something we really need in our attack. Um, it's come, I mean, obviously with, with Big Vic as well, he's, he's quite physical as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, just going back to the game, I just thought it was definitely a game I would definitely target three points. I thought it was a good time to play Middlesbrough. I said on the previous show that um, really anything less than a win wasn't wasn't really good enough. Uh, it's nice to get that first win. It's nice to get a bit of confidence. I think it's a bit of a lift for the club. Um, I thought I thought Big Vic took that goal really well. I don't know what your thoughts on the goal was. Did it was it? It looked to me like he went through the keeper's legs. But when I saw the replay, I don't know. He just went straight through him. I don't know what happened there. I, mean, I don't really care really. The goals are going today. I don't give. A, I don't give a you know. Shit, keeper's got to do a lot know. better for me. Keeper's got to do a lot better. Look, granted, he's gone in, um, but Vic City. <laughs> quite comfortably for a keeper to deal with and he's just gone underneath his arm. I think the keeper was probably expecting a, a bit more of a, a flush, a strike. It, it did look like he's kind of scuffed it a little bit, but it, it's worked. And to be fair, Vic does that quite a lot. But when he scuffs them, they normally go in. It's, yeah. it's the ones where he hits it cleanly where they don't. So long may that continue um, because yeah. we'll take it all day long. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Was you, I mean, Glenn, was you ever kind of, do you feel kind of nervous as the game goes on? I mean, I, I personally was. I was thinking, you know, Borough had a couple of shots on target, not not really sort of saved you'd expect Ben Wilson to make, which he did. But as the game wore on, did, was you a bit kind of surprised that, or not surprised, but would you kind of feel a bit nervous that maybe Borough could get a goal? Do you feel like a goal was threatening for them? I, I think they huffed and puffed a lot. Uh, I mean, we always, we always, I thought we were the what team that worked the goalkeeper more. I think, like, the stats-wise, I think Wilson made more saves. I think we generally looked more attacking. I mean, Vic got in a few times with the good runs. Uh, I mean, when he gets in, I can't remember, but I can't remember which strike it was, but once if you always hit, hit it straight and low by keeper, they, they nine times out of ten, they struggle to save it. And that's what he does well. And he never really looked like he was going to miss. And he's got that, I don't want to say Ibrahimovic, but he's playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder and a bit of an ego and like, I know I'm good. And mm. I think maybe the Sweden thing or maybe being with Ibrahimovic or some of the big names of Sweden, it's just rubbed off on him a little bit. Yeah. And I think there was a, I know we were talking about it earlier, there was a comment about him being like a poor man's, Harland from a Middlesbrough fan. And he said, I mean that as a compliment. And I get the analogy. He does bully people. He's strong. It's just the finishing. If he was a clinical finisher, like Harland is, as an example, he would be absolutely fantastic. And that's why he's, why Wilder said what he said. He's one of the best players in the championship. And I think if you put him or Godden in the Middlesbrough team, the chances they created, I think they lacked really a natural striker or or someone who could get hold of it and cause us problems. The lad from Fulham did all right, but he got next to no service. What more was mm. non existent. Crooks 
for somebody who normally plays well against us, he was abysmal. The midfield, I thought Mauer, they just they didn't have any legs. We we ran them, which was quite mm. ironic when we're not we're missing probably three of our midfielders. Who would you say are probably more proven at Championship level? Allen was superb. Sheaf was really good. Probably didn't have his best game, but he was still class. Palmer was superb. We put Waghorn on. And then Eccles came on and did a little job. The only only worry was that just that we're just going to get a lucky drop in the box, as happened a couple of times with the one where Mowitz hit it. I think it's hit Doyle. And it's gone to Muniz or whatever his name is. And he's just hit it first time and it's gone straight down um, yeah. Wilson's throat. And that's probably the bit of luck we need. But yeah. um, what did you think about Middlesbrough second half? I thought they were better than Neil, but I don't think they were... They were massively like we were hanging on for dear life i'll be honest it felt in the stadium every time they made a sub they got stronger um and, and you look at the names that were coming on as well and you're thinking jesus wept you know this is this is bringing on jones and giles which we we seen firsthand what ron giles is all about and what he's capable of um uh, you know uh, and he's only grown since then what he did with cardiff and key for more you know the start of last season and then when he went to Blackburn with, with, with Diaz and Gallagher, he, he, he throws on having that big man in the box to deliver balls to, which is what makes it more bizarre that Crooks drop deeper and deeper and deeper. Because surely when you've got Ryan Giles on the pitch against a yellow-carded Dabo, who, you know, for the life of me, I didn't understand why Crooks isn't saying, get the ball out to Giles and I'll get in the box against two very inexperienced centre-halves, Doyle and, and Panzo. Don't get me wrong, both played amazing, by the way. But they're there to be old man, you know, for, for want of a better term. Fad's had a good game, but again, you know, he, he's knocking on a bit. So surely Crooks has got to be looking at that, licking his lips, thinking this is what's getting us back in the game. And it just, it just didn't, it just didn't materialise, didn't it? Again, it baffles me why that didn't happen. You know, and there's some big names that we've spoke about in that Middlesbrough side. I'm sure if. If we all did predictions at the start of the year, we all would have had them up there. So it's baffling that they came here and played so poorly. Very reminiscent of last season under Warnock, where they came here with some good names, good pedigree, and we played them off the park. It's it's bizarre, really bizarre. I don't know what's going on up there. Well, they lack I mean, a bit of leadership. Sorry to draw They just look like, yeah. to me, for an experienced side, they lacked a bit of leadership. And I actually thought they played better last season at the CBS, in terms of creating chances, with a weaker side than they had yeah. in there. So, yeah, it was it was strange. Um, just obviously, I think we've got to talk about the ref. Um, our friend, Mr. Martin, who we've had five times in the last four games, uh, well, four of those five games uh, after... Um, so I'll get it right. Four of the last five games, he's given a penalty against Carv. And obviously, he gave one for us against Brentford. What, what do you guys think about him, Mark? Because I thought he was absolutely um, shocking. Yeah, I, I think some of his decision-making was a bit strange. I mean, there was a clash of heads, I think, in the second half. And we had possession of the ball. And he restarted play, I think, with a, with a bar of free kick. Yeah, dropped a free kick. But that was it into Crooks' face. Crooks has gone down. We've got the ball. And his, yeah. when he restarted, he's given it back to them. Yeah, that was just yeah, that was really strange because I mean, having been a referee myself, um, usually the restart of play would have been that the team with possession of the ball would be given the possession the ball back. That's what should have happened. So 
it wasn't it wasn't I wouldn't say it was shocking, but I think his decisions were strange. I think there was an incident in the second half with with Jokeres that went, he went down the box. Um, there was a sort of penalty shout, um, and then it wasn't given by a referee, which was okay. I think looking, I mean, looking back, I was sitting in the West End. I had a, I had a perfect view of it. The actual fouls uh, committed outside the box. We should have had a free kick there, um, but yeah, the referee's got to see that. Um, the, I, I don't know. He's always helped with assistance. I, I think Borough times <clears throat> were. Uh, quite clever. They were pulling shirts of our players when the referee was blindsided, and maybe his assistants could be helping him out there with a decision. I think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, I thought Middlesbrough players were going down like a sack of spuds as well. Every bit of contact, they're just throwing themselves on the floor, and they're getting every decision. And it, it just, it just felt like if you look at um, if you look at the statistics of the game and the number of fouls that were committed. He gave in Middlesbrough's favour. He gave a lot of free kicks for them, particularly in the second half. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say he was, he was shocking, but he was just some of his decisions were a bit baffling. That, that's just my view. I just think it was shocking. I, I, I will say he was shocking, Mark. Personally, yeah, I, will, um, I will as well. Um, I know you've refereed in the past. I've refereed in the past, and I, I don't like to give referees a hard time because look, we all sit there with our sky blue tinted glasses on and think, "Oh, that's never a penalty when it's given against us." When in actual fact, if it's the way around, we're probably be screaming for it. Um, you know, there's lots of decisions like that. Yesterday, there were some that baffled me. Even the one that he gave one, um, it was on the halfway line, and now playing up going in the book for it. But from even where we were stood, it looked like he said no and play on. And I'm, mm. I'm thinking, oh, you mean the one with Alan where he just he kind of clipped Alan and yeah. then Alan stumbled. And then yeah. he kept playing this, and I don't know, I hate this new interpretation where you play advantage. It's a foul or it's not a foul. It, then it seems yeah. to be some stuff's a foul and some stuff isn't. And he'd let some grappling go, but then he wouldn't let other grappling go. And then it, it, it was just it, bizarre. So bizarre. Think, uh, and it, again, like I said, I try and give him the benefit of the doubt because he, he, he is impartial, the ref, you know. This season, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't see the point in assistant referees because they they don't give anything. Even some throwing decisions, they stand there with that with their flag by their side, looking at the ref, waiting for the ref to make the decision. And it's just, what is your purpose? Because surely you're there to assist the referee. Hence the name, assistant referee. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's so frustrating. And I know we're not the only club that will bemoan referees because. I do think the standard of officiating has dropped, especially since technology has come in, but that's a whole other podcast, let's be honest, gents. Um, but you, you can see the frustration in the ground, even with the players. Hence the reason why there was a little bit of pushing and shoving going on, you know, at certain instances. I, 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 don't, I don't understand how some fouls were given and some weren't. Genuinely, you, you know, you, you've mentioned the penalty uh, incident, Mark. I'm in block 15, so it's completely the opposite end of the ground to me. But from even where I'm from, you can see it's a foul. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the box or not, but you can see it's a foul. And I'm that far away. You know, surely yeah. he's got to be able to see that. It's yeah. the, one, the one he booked Dabo for, Dabo's pulled out of the challenge and he's made minimal contact. I mean, I know he's come a long way and he probably should. Yeah. It's just that I, I just, you, you as a fan can say, you can see the game slipping away and it's going to get a bit needly and players are losing the rag and 
starting taking a bit. It was the same against Blues. You could see second half, the ref was slowly losing the control of the game. And if you can see it up as a stand, then surely the official on the pitch realises yeah. that he's losing yeah. control. And look, Robin said in his post-match yesterday about some of their lads wanting to swap shirts with Jock in the first half, the amount he was getting. Again, I'm halfway up on block 16, and you can see like you can see that happening. And don't get me wrong, I don't want the game to turn non-contact. I love a good tackle as much as I love a goal. But there's times where you look at it and you just think, well, come on. You know, there's 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 letting the game flow and there's missing blatant fouls and, and stamping out certain things early doors, which I, I think with some officials, they, they need to just have that little bit of a backbone about on stamps on from out early doors, and then it doesn't happen for the rest of the game. It doesn't turn niggly. You know, one foul given for a shirt pull when Jock's turned his defender, which he did five, six times yesterday. One foul given and a yellow card, and they think, all oh, right, we can't get away with that today. And the game flows a lot better, and it's better for both sets of fans rather yeah. than moaning them. You know, he, he missed a couple for Borough as well, granted. But genuinely, I think if there was an assessor there yesterday watching that ref, then I think there'll be some conversations afterwards. Yeah, I think I think the other thing as well is haven't the, weren't the referees briefing the clubs at the start of the season saying, you know, you can't, we're not going to give many, you know soft decision so to speak like they're going to allow a bit of contact but it seems to me like it went the other way yesterday like every little bit of very very sort of contact players just threw themselves on the floor and, and winning cheap free kicks I just thought it was taking the mic away in my opinion no, it's not, it's my I think the most telling was telling was I can't remember whether it was actually the free kick the build up to the free kick they had where Stefan went up where I think we've lost the ball and Isaiah Jones is running back with Bidwell, and Isaiah Jones is pulling Bidwell short, and I, you can see it clearly. And it, and yet it's a soft foul, but it's a foul because he's trying to stop him. Jones mm. gets the ball, goes down the other end, and he gets wiped out. And they could have, they could have quite easily scored off that, and that would have just been our luck how things have been yeah. going. And that's just yeah. that's just annoying. But yeah, I, I think we just we definitely deserved it. I think we put a lot of effort in. We did the ugly stuff. Um, what do you guys think how God and play? Because I know a few people have been like slating him a bit, saying he's not. Um, he didn't. He didn't. Well, I put a shift in. He put a shift in. I mean, you know, you can't. You can't. Not. I mean, he, did, he had no chances, so you can't. You know, you can't knock him really. I think he he, he worked hard for the team. Um, you know, to to someone who doesn't watch this week in work out, you could say he looked a bit anonymous. But I thought I thought he done a, he done a job for us. Um, I think what will be interesting, though, looking forward to the next fixtures, hopefully when Callum O'Hare comes back, is I think that gives Robbins a bit of options with, with the team selection going forward because you could play a box formation with playing both uh, Casey Palmer and, um, and Callum O'Hare with maybe a Vic up front. So, But I think Godden, for me, is, is a start of the next game. No problems with him. Um, I think he's, he's a quality player. He's very good in front of goal. I think I'd have been a bit more critical of him if he's missing easy chances, but he had no chances. So I think it's it's I think it's it's difficult. I think I think if you look at the game itself, I felt second half we were very direct. Every every time we got the ball, we were looking to hit long, looking to hit Vic, playing that long diagonal pass, like a dab I would hit long. And I think we were kind of playing the percentages a little bit second half. And I felt where I was a bit concerned and why I was a bit nervous was the fact that when we weren't, when we were playing those long balls and not winning that ball, 
we were then on the back foot. Burrow pushing us back a bit, and I thought, I thought when 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 they brought on Giles and Isaiah Jones, I thought they looked a real threat. And I was, I looked at Jones coming on. I thought, I'm really, really pleased he hasn't started this game because if he if he's on the 90 minutes, I think we've got a problem. I, I think I think Middlesbrough could could win the game. So I'm, I'm actually delighted that uh, Mr. Wilder left left him out. So uh... <laughs> I, I think on the Godden thing. Uh, I... People are going to be a bit harsh uh, and Kane, and you know he's got three goals this season. You know, same as Vic, you, you can't, you, you can't knock that. Um, he had one chance that I remember yesterday, which, which was deflected. Um, if he gets that away, that's in. I think Marty Godden is one of the best natural finishers in the division. Um, yeah. If, if he's through one on one, you're putting your house on him scoring. There's a couple of games last season. Um, Derby away is a perfect example when Jocker has had two chances to wrap that game up. If they fall to Godden, they're in. It's that simple. And he'll come good again. The one thing we've said is he needs a consistent run of games and to be fit. And we touch wood, we're finally getting that out of Matty at the minute. So let's yeah. see what we can do. You know, you talk about the box and one up front. I think they complement each other really well. You mentioned there, Mark, about going long ball. What a lot of people don't realise is Mike Godden was winning a lot of those headers, not Jock. Mm. And and those chances where Jock had turned them, it was Godden was winning the flick arms. Um yeah. and I, I, I it just for for, for, a, for a, sh- a shorter guy, I don't want to call him small because he's about the same height as me. Um it's he, he, he's got a great leap on him and he works so hard, so so hard. And that's why I think we love him so much because we can see how much he puts into it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love a couple more goals out of him in the last two or three games. But the one thing that is happening, Vic's got two and three. Godden hasn't scored. And I'd really like them both to be on form at the same time. Like, yeah. It's the one thing we never get. Vic's on fire, scores goals. And yeah. then Vic goes for a, a dry patch, Godden starts scoring. That 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 spell last season where where uh, Vic didn't score for, was it 13 games? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Godden scored six or seven goals in that time. And you yeah. just think, if you could get them both clicking at the same time, we destroy teams. You know, we do what we did to Fulham at home. And we do that consistently. And we march up the table. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's massively missing O'Hare as the whole side are, personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, let's, let's see what happens next game. And uh, I'm going to bring, introduce my next guest to uh, tonight's podcast. I've got Bristol City fan and her going to representative Eve Ralph. Uh, welcome, Eve, to the podcast. How are we doing tonight? Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Well, I'm feeling, I think we're all feeling a bit more relieved after yesterday. Um, it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, getting an exam results and um, you know knowing you've got that grade that you wanted. So it's a bit bit of relief, really, more than anything. Um, let's look forward to this game against Bristol City Tuesday night. Uh, Bristol City coming into the game on the back of three defeats. Um, is it just been bad performances or has it just been unlucky? How, how, how do you assess Bristol City at the moment? Um, so the, the three defeats, I believe, were against uh, Norwich away, Burnley away and then QPR at home yesterday. Um, so I've been away for the weekend, so I missed the game yesterday, but yes. I've had a little chat with some fans who have given an overview of it. Um, with the Norwich game, um, we were unbelievable now like i'll be the first person to admit if if we haven't stepped up um but 
the score there really didn't reflect how we played and, and we very nearly came away uh, with, with three points from that. It, it was a really exciting watch, to be honest. Um, I went up to Burnley, which was three or four days after, and I, th I think we were all slightly optimistic, um, but went 1-0 down quite early on. Um, we equalised, but then it, it was um, evident that we were very, very tired. Um, I think the the two games just uh, yeah the, the players were exhausted so uh, but again didn't come away from it disappointed it's really it's a funny a funny time um, because we're actually playing well and it's enjoyable to watch so I yeah. think it doesn't matter as, as as much because you you feel like the wins will come soon um, so again yesterday slightly optimistic going into it. it's a home game we've, we've had the international break um and a, apparently the first half uh, we just didn't perform came out and we looked like a different team because um qpr were all over us um i think it was two nil going into um half time and yeah. then um managed to bring it back to two one but by the sounds of it it was just too much of um an, an uphill battle really so i think the performance was a bit better in the second half um but um yeah, compared to the the other two games, it, it wasn't too too uh, good to hear. But I'm really looking forward to to Tuesday night. But going in with a very open mind, it it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Nigel Pearce was quite critical of the players after yesterday's performance. So I guess he'll want a reaction from the players after um, after yesterday. Um, in terms of players, which which players have kind of stood out for you this season for Bristol City? Um, so. But, Big standout player um, for me would be Alex Scott, but I've been informed today that he picked up his fifth yellow card yesterday, so he he won't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's um he's really good to watch, and we'll we'll do well to keep hold of him for for as yeah. long as we can, to be honest. Um, so Conway, great song for him as well, by the way. Pardon? Great chant for him as well. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. When you boys get going with that, it's brilliant. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, well, we won't hear that on Tuesday, but we might hear it another game. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it might have been uh, borrowed from from Celtic. I think I don't think we can take credit for the words, but uh, yeah, it, it's um, that's a, a good chant. Um, but yeah, so he he won't be featured. Um, but Conway, he's um, really stepped up this year. Um, I I believe he he might have scored a couple. It was either him or Sykes scored a couple against you in the cup, I think. Yeah, um, Conway got two, and he was very impressive. Yeah, very impressive that day. Yeah, um, he, he was one where he he had a really good preseason, um, and it, it's where like always oh, going to be able to keep it up in um, when we come back to the league. But he has done so. I'd say that he's um, a standout player as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to forget about that cup match. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not one of our finest days. Um, Formation-wise, um, is it generally speaking they they play? You play two up front with Andy Vyman just playing off the front two. Is that a formation that Pearson likes to play at Bristol City? Is that a likely yeah. formation for this game? Um, well, I, see, I, I'm not sure because. Um, because Scott won't be playing, so it'll be interesting to see um, what formation he goes with. Um, so Wells and Conway work really well together, and they're a really good partnership. Um, we've, we've had Wells for a, a few seasons now, and, and it seems like he's 
only just uh, really flourishing. Um, when we first signed it, we were so excited, but it, it just it, it wasn't really fitting in with our style of play. Um, so since we've he's now got that partnership with Conway, that's when he, he's starting to uh, well find his feet a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why um, Semenyo didn't start um, on Saturday, but he's um, he was playing over the international break, so maybe he was just a bit tired. Um, but I think he'll probably start on Tuesday, um, and he he's more of an attacking player as well. So um, yeah, we'll 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 see what the formation is. Yeah, I, I think I remember Semenyo playing against us uh, last season. He's He's a really good, strong player, and um, I think he could be a real threat for us if um, if he starts. Um, Chris Martin always scores against us as well, usually. So, yeah. He does, but he's on, he's on the bench yesterday, I noticed, so maybe... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, um, he ha hasn't been getting too much game time, um, but again, he might... He, well, I don't think he'll start on Tuesday. He might come on um, as a sub, but yeah, you might be lucky there. <laughs> Yeah. In, sorry, you've touched on the cup game. Um, how different a lineup can we expect Tuesday night compared to that cup game? I know we, I think we made six or seven changes for our next game from that, and I'm sure you guys did too. Um, um, so I don't remember how we lined up. I mean, I, I tried to tried to get tickets, but obviously the situation uh, wasn't great for you guys. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm not sure how. Um, it as it was early stages in the cup, I imagine we probably had a, a few, um, younger players playing. Um, but we've got a pretty solid um starting eleven that do tend to start with a few adjustments. Um, so, like, if you just look at the last couple of games, it would be very similar to lineup on Tuesday. What sort of style of football did we, would we expect in Bristol City? Are they quite a direct team, or is it kind of like to play into, uh, say, a environment and just sort of play sort of an intricate kind of football? What sort of... Uh, are you asking, like, do we hoof it, hoof it up for yeah. the back? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying um, to yeah. So um, I'd say it is um, a lot more intricate. Um, so what what I will say is um, we've got Nate Smith playing for us, who um, he is an unbelievable player in um, setting up goals, like from the back or from free kicks. Um, but it, when you're playing like that, um, you are... Um, letting yourself up for for mistakes and when you make those mistakes it's in very dangerous positions yeah. um and he has been uh like the the reason why we have conceded a number of of goals so um th but that that's what you get with playing with that style of football when it works it's brilliant sometimes that he he um, he tries things and i think when he first um started playing for us at the beginning of the season he needed the rest of the team on his wavelength it's as if he was planning on doing all these tricks and skills in front of a bentley goalkeeper and and yeah. he's not expecting it and that's when you are um, exposing yourself so um, we do try and play out from the back and um we have been counter-attacking it's we're usually the team that has that happen against us so it, it is quite refreshing to be able to be on that side of it um but it, it, it's enjoyable football as i said that, that we're now watching but watch it on tuesday now be really horrendous but uh, up yeah. until now it's been it's good and are the fans behind nigel pearson generally what's the mood there 
is he is he quite popular with Bristol City fans? Um, yes, I, I'd say so. Um, it he I I can't even think how long he's been with us. It it's been long enough, and um, mm. we we've gone through spells where um, well, it, it was looking like we could have been going down um and there was there was murmurs of uh like we we need to get someone fresher in um but it, he has built this team and um you, you can almost say he is playing the long um and i, I think pe- people are generally appreciating that um and it, it is it's changed um the the people people are more optimistic and i feel it's been a long time since they have been um and, and that probably it, it will be down to pearson um so yeah uh, general consensus is, is we're, we're quite happy with him yeah um it's going to take some comments here from um from about this game uh even cole holly cole post even lads and uh, Eve obviously I reckon we will win at Bristol City on Tuesday night. How are we all feeling after yesterday's result? Um, Glenn, is this a game you feel optimistic about or is this a game you'd be happy with just a point? Um, I think we just got to get something from the game. Um, I think just keep the run going. Um, if it's a boring 0-0, I'd take a point. Um, there's all, I say that, there's normally always goals when we play Bristol City. It's never a, a dull 0-0 game. We, we, there tends to be like goals. Um, so, yeah, if the games last season were anything to go by and the cup tie, yeah, it, it could be uh, it could be exciting and a game. And there's normally a bit of... I think there's been a last a late goal in the last three games we've, we've played uh, Bristol City. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I just want to know what he thinks, how, the, how you guys are going to replace Alex Scott. Um, is Matty James fit or I think he's been injured or is it Masengo? I think he played against us in the League Cup and did quite well. Yeah, I I believe James is um, still injured. I I'm I am in this. I've come back into reality, and I don't really know what day it is. But I'm trying to keep up. Um, but yeah, um, Masengo he he features it, and on his day he's brilliant as well. Um, so I hopefully he'll get featured. Um, but he, he his style is quite similar to Alex Scott, so he is a, a good replacement. Uh, what's sorry, sorry, Mark. I was just gonna say, what sort okay, of reception? Okay, yeah. a, go on, what go sort on. of receptions Casey Palmer gonna get, Eve? Because um, I think looking at the cup tie, uh, he wasn't the most popular person. Because I think the Bristol players, City players, were getting a bit stuck into him. So, is he someone that's gonna probably get a bit of a friendly banter from the Robins fans? Um, I I'm not sure. It, it was a really funny one with um, Casey Palmer because again we, um, we got him with a, a couple of other um, like Chelsea loanees, and the, the three of them they were really excited. Um, and again, he he occasionally had really good games, but I I think he just didn't fit into Nigel Pearson's plan. Um, and a lot of the time the fans were calling for, for Palmer, like we wanted him to come on. Um, and when he left, it was really weird. Like I think everyone knew it was coming. And as I'm happy that he's um, got uh, like fine, gone to a team and, and hopefully Buzz, when I came on, I could hear you talking about him over the last few games. It, it sounds like he has like found his place. So I, I like that. I, I 
I'm not sure if I, um, I'm like in the minority, but as far as I'm aware, like uh, he didn't leave on bad terms or anything, and I, he didn't particularly well. Yeah, so I, I yeah, I, I think he'll get a good reception. Um, but he's one of the he just he just faded away. Um, so it's quite funny. Yeah, I want to bring another quick question for you Eve, uh, from Kyle about are you happy with the start Bristol City have made this season and how do you anticipate you know, it be a hard game for you this 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 uh, this Tuesday from a Bristol City point of view? Um, the game for the game. Um, so I, I I'm relatively happy with our start to the season before the three losses on the bounce. Um, we were um, in playoff positions I know, I know it's very early on in the season obviously but um i i think we our first game we didn't get anything from it and i didn't go to, it was hull away um and i heard you also talking about the referees um that there's some very controversial refereeing going on it has been doing yeah. for a while and um so much so that a couple of weeks ago a couple of months ago nigel pearson came out and said that it might it, this might force him to step down as a manager because he's so frustrated with the refereeing um, and we uh, we haven't had a penalty, I think, since um, Covent when we played Coventry away. So last it was like bonfire night around then. So uh, yeah. we have had ample opportunity to have them as well. And, and there were a couple of games where uh, it almost was as if we we should have come away with something, but it was the officials which were against us. So um, and again, as I say, like we, you go to the games and when you're coming away without anything or it was just a point and you're you're fine with it you you've, you're like this this is good football it, it's it's odd you, you can't really describe it so um i'm happy enough with the start of the season obviously we need to pick it up we, realistically we, we need a win on tuesday coming off from the three defeats um but if we continue what we're doing we're, we're probably None, no fans are expecting us or, or hoping that we can go up this season. I'm not saying we're ready for that, but I, th I think we'll definitely be comfortable and um, we can just grow from from where we are now. Yeah. Um, one other question, very quickly, just from a point of view of the away fans: um, parking around the ground. Where, where's best? Is it is it plenty of ample parking mm. around Ashton Gate? Um, no, there's not. Um, I would say try and get there as early as you can because I believe that they're try they're digging a hole in the bridge near the ground at the moment. Um, yeah. It's generally street parking. I think there are um, there's, there's parking rides and there's um, I think it's a cricket um, ground which is um, kind of close. Um, yeah, I was part of that cricket ground last year. It's a five minute walk. It's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I won't give you the street name that I park on because I don't know how many people listen in, but we don't want extra hundreds or thousands of people yeah, parking on yeah. that street. We yeah, head for the cricket ground. Um, it's not expensive, and yeah, it's a short walk. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Thanks very much for that. Um, Neil, from um, just going looking back to the game, any changes you'd make? Keep it unchanged for this game? Uh, unchanged. I, I don't think what don't change the winning side. We haven't conceded a goal since Rose went out the side at Luton. So I think the back five names itself, you know, Wilson stays in for me. Um, and the, the midfield three worked, you know, Palmer's going to be chomping at the bit to get back to Ashton Gate and um, silence some doubters and, and prove a point. Um, you, you touched on the, the cup game and, you know, that there were some heavy tackles going in. And I, I think he got a little bit of a, a, a lovely reception from the, the travelling fans that managed to make it up to Burton. 
Um, so I think he'll be looking forward to to stamp his approval. And you know, Vic and uh, and Gordon look like they're working well together. And Vic enjoyed his t- his time down at Ashton Gate last season with that 89th minute winner. Sorry, Eve. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see how you can change. The only way you change it is if Callum O'Hare magically is super fit and ready to go, and he comes in. But apart from that, it isn't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, um, I think the only thing I'm a bit slightly worried about would be any injuries from the game, but I don't think there's any reports of any injuries or so you can see anyone limp off or anything like that. So I, I'd go, I'd go same team as well. Um, I'd expect Bristol City to be in our faces, uh, particularly Casey Palmer, because I think he's a big player for us. I think he's the link man. Um, so it's, it's, it's a big game. I'm, I'd be happy with a point, but I think we, we can actually go there and win. If we if we play to the way we can do, I think minus slight concerns. I think I think Bristol City are a better side than Middlesbrough. And being away from home, we've had a obviously played the majority of our games away from home this season. We've had three draws and three defeats. But I think we can at least be going to the game on the back of a win. And also the fact we've we've had what a couple of clean sheets now on the trot. So or three, you know, yeah. what five halves now of clean sheets. You know, yeah. so that's that's something that's um, that's encouraging. I, I certainly would. If I was, I think if we had not have won yesterday, I probably would have feared the worst. But I think it's a game. I think it's a game we can win. I, I don't know why I think that. I think we, we won there last season. Um, although I thought Bristol, it was a tough match at Bristol City. I think Bristol City are, are a good side actually. You look at their league. Their very league. good game last year. It was a yeah. very good game. You look at, but you look at their. Um, if you look at the league table, Bristol City have won one. They have won or drawn their games, haven't they, this season? They haven't drawn many games. I think they've won. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's like four wins and five defeats or something like that, I want to say. So it kind of goes to show that the games must be fairly tight. I don't think Bristol City, I mean, would that be right, Eve? Would you say Bristol City in a lot of the games this season have been in those games or has there been any games you've seen where you feel they've been kind of been well beaten? Um, I do think where, um, like, um, when... I think your line's just gone a bit. Um, we'll, bring, we'll, we'll bring you back in a minute. Um, Glenn, I guess same for you, same sort of unchanged side this game? Yeah, I agree with Neil. I don't see the point of tinkering in it. Um, I listened to somebody, I think it was on the radio yesterday, uh, and they made a good point. I think we're a, we're a good side when we get a run of momentum. And yeah. the best runs under Robins is when the team kind of almost picks itself or it's a group of like... 14, 15 players and we like rotate them and, and we just yeah. get a settled side. You don't want to be messing with the back, the back five. You don't want to be ringing Todd Kane in. You don't want to be ringing Rosen or or making changes like that. I, I don't want to see that. There's no point. If, if we go 3-0 down, make the changes. You've got five subs, yeah. take people off and rest them. But pick the team you've got on the pitch and get the best people out. And it'll be interesting how Doyle plays because he had a bit of a shocker, to be fair, against Bristol City in the League Cup and we'll see what we'll see what lessons he's learned and what he can do because that lad Conway I've watched him a few times for the against the under twenty threes and he looked really good and he, he had a good game and he just got two lucky goals but you've got to be there to finish them. He hit them and he hit yeah. the target. And I mean the I think all of the goals we conceded against Bristol City that that night in the League Cup were pretty horror shows and I think Ben Wilson had been out um celebrating his birthday too much so hopefully he puts in a 
a better performance this time when we defend better. But yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good game, I think. And if we can get a result, it then sets us up for Burnley, and then a seven point nine point week, even a five point week, would be a great return, and it gives us a bit of momentum, and then we kick on. And the, ch- the picture changes if we if we get two more wins this week. The picture is massively different. We 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 almost I think we go two points potentially behind Bristol City. We we, we might even be out the bottom three. You've got other clubs who are sacking managers and left, right, and centre. And we look like we've got a bit of stability at the team. And I know it's ironic who were bottom, but we do look solid and stable. And we actually know what we're doing at the moment. So it'll be a battle. Nigel Pearson sides ain't going to roll over. But yeah, we, we just got to get something get something and go to the next game. That's what October is. we just got to try and get something from each game, get mm. to the World Cup break, see where we are, reset, refresh, and then we, we'll we all know by that time what our goal is for the rest of the season. But there were signs, real promising signs, the last two games, obviously. Yeah, I think it's just another game where we've got to, it's all about getting that first goal, isn't it? I think if you look back to the game last season, we won 2-1 and we, we got that first goal. I think, in tight games like that, I think getting that first goal is so important because it gives you that bit of control, gives you a foothold in the game. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. I, I think it, I, I can, I can, I don't know results wise. I, th- I think it's definitely a game we can win, but it's all about performance on the day. I think all I can really say is we've, we've come into this game on the back of you know staying undefeated our three games, and to be honest with you, I would take. Probably next two games, four points. If we get, say, you know, a win either Bristol City or Burnley and get a point on one of them games, I think I think you'd take that really. I think you know, ten, just ten points. I'd I'd take two points out of those two games personally. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we can't underestimate how tough Tuesday night is going to be. Um, yeah. As much as I don't think you can take anything from the cup game, you know, the, the stage it was in the season. Obviously, we had our off-the-field problems that, you know, we end up playing in Burton and Wilson had a stinker, Doyle had a stinker, Teo weren't the best. Bristol were brilliant on that night. Um, I, I don't think you can take anything from that and take it into this game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure we give the Bristol players some confidence. You know, Tommy Conway's got to be sitting there thinking, oh, decent, I get to play against Cov again Tuesday night. And it, we, we've lost three, but I swore against them last time, I'll probably score again. It, it could help in that respect, but at the same time, Nigel Pearson's no more. He'll be saying to the players, "This is a completely different entity than what we faced earlier on in the season." So it's going to be tight, regardless. Um, yeah, I agree. I'll take a point off you right now. Yeah, no, I, I, and to be honest with you, I'd, I'd be happy with a point as well. I wouldn't be disappointed, but I think on the back of the fact we've, you know, we've picked up five points, we've got we've got another game, which is nice. We're not having to wait, you know, what feels like an eternity for another game. I think that's quite. It's quite nice. We've got a game straight away, and then we, you know, we've come off a game and won. So that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope. But yeah, I mean, a point's not a worse result. I think Bristol City at home. I know they had a dire. I know as Eve will remember, they had a dire period at, at home where they couldn't buy a win. Whereas I think now they've been a bit better. So I, I think it will be a tough game. So no doubt about it. But look, this is the championship. There's no easy game in this division. You've got. You've got. You've got. You've got to earn that right to win, whether you're playing Norwich City or you're playing Huddersfield Town or whoever at the moment. You know, you've got to, you've got to be on it. So um, let's go predictions for this game. Um, go, Eve. How, how are you feeling? What's your what's your view of the game? 
as you've all said, it could be, it could be absolutely anything. Um, I am confident it will be a high scoring game. Um, and so I'm gonna say three two, and I'll go three two Bristol C, but it it, it could be kind of easy. Yeah. But for yeah. I'll, obviously I'll I'll be rooting for them. So three two Bristol C. Yeah. Glenn Gore and Erickson, what was, what's your views on the on the game prediction wise? I think it's a it's a real hard one to call because uh, like you'd expect there to be goals, but we've actually been quite solid. I was saying last five five halves of football, so yeah, it, it could be interesting. Um, I think it'll probably be Cov by the odd goal, so I'm going to go to actually I'm going to go two nil Cov. I think Cov will uh, right. get score early and hang on, and then we'll score late on to seal it. Yeah, Neil, what's your what's your view? Um, flip a flip a coin. Uh, I generally think it's going to be that close a game. Um, Aston Gate's a tough place to go. You know, vocal support. Uh, you know, partisan support um, down there in the southwest. Um, but I, I, I think the momentum's on our side. If you look at their recent form compared to ours, um, you know the fact that we've seen quite solid. We seem to be getting that momentum that Glenn touched on before. I think we repeated last season. I think two one, two one. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm gonna um, sit on the fence. No, I'm not. I'm gonna go for a cov witness game. I think we're gonna win two one. Wow! Now, wow! Yeah, I know. I know. I know. on the second of October. Mark didn't sit on the fence. Right, put that in your diaries. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm not, I've got his reputation as being offensive. So I think on this occasion. I correctly predicted that we'd beat Middlesbrough, although I didn't get the scoreline right, admittedly. Um, I think for this one, um, I reckon it's going to be similar to last season. I think it could be we could be 2-0, and I think Bristol City will come back 2-1, uh, and I think we'll be hanging on. But I think we'll nick it. I think we can win this game. Because I just feel that we've got momentum on our side. Um, my only slight concern is, um, I, think, I think for us to, to achieve that result, I think we need two... Massive performances from Casey Palmer and Big Vic. I think they're the big, big, big players for us. And obviously, defensively, we've got to, we've got to concentrate and all that. But from an attacking point of view, I think if those two guys can perform, um, and maybe Massey gone, of course, not forgetting of, uh, of him. So they, those three guys perform, I think we've got a really good shout of winning. Um, you have to remember Bristol City are coming on the back of three defeats. So confident wise, it's possibly a good time to play them. I'm not saying there's no real good times for any team, but I'd say. Like the Middlesbrough game, we we played Middlesbrough a good time. I, I like to think we're playing Bristol City a good time, so that gives me a bit of hope. And um, I, I'm saying now, if we get four points next two games, gives us ten points. I think we, we we can look at this season with a bit more optimism. And then you've got you've got guys like Callum O'Hare coming back, and obviously Hamill will be back from suspension. Then things look a bit a bit more rosier. And um, you know, let's let's be optimistic. Let's. So no doubt, I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I really do. I think Bristol City are, are a decent side and um, let's make no bones about it. It will be a hard game, but, you know, why not? Why can't, why can't we not go to and get a win? That's just my view. No, so, uh, totally agree, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll probably lose now, so, you know, I've just said all that, but, you know, and I'm sure Eve will remind me of that fact, so that's fine. Um, I'll go off the grid if, if you win. <laughs> yeah. So we've got we got two we've got three two two one. I think you said you said two one, Neil, you said? Uh, yeah, two one, mate, two one. 
and, and, and Glenn went 2 0. So probably we end up being a 0 0 draw. Pretty boring. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, me. It's I'll take it. Board. I'll take it. We've got the clean sheet. So yeah, that's yeah. really, really not bothered. Kyle felt a bit silly as well. It, it, it's a long time for a nil, but I'll take it right now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed with the draw. Um, but then I look at Burnley, I think, oh, God, I'm, I'm not, that's not going I'm looking forward to, Burnley. But then that's why I'm thinking if we can nick, nick a three, three points. And then, you know, I feel like Burnley then would be a free hit game because, you know, in the point of, point of view, of, you know, we've done pretty well. So, yeah, I think I think we, my my concern with us is we just got. I feel like our squad is so threadbare. We get a couple of injuries to key players. We're really really up against it. That's what my concern is ahead of the season. And you know that's just just one of those things really. But we'll, we'll see what happens. So yeah, um, that's round off. That's end tonight's podcast. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll extend my thanks to Neil Littlewood. Thank you for coming on tonight. Glenn Gronerickson or Glenn Watkins as is also known as. Thank you, thanks for your contribution tonight. Eve Ralph, thank you for coming on the podcast. And um, I wish Bristol City luck the rest of the season after this game. So um, thanks for coming on. Um, we've got another show later this week. Uh, we've got to confirm the time of date. Um, we're having the Burnley preview and we're talking about the Bristol City game, reviewing that game. So uh, that's to come. And we'll obviously post that on the, our social media channels. Uh, thanks, everyone, listening. Um, My name is Mark Smith. This is Sky Blue Fans TV, Plap Sky Blues, and we'll speak to you next week. Good night.